1: Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash debit. Discover Bank, member FDIC.
2: Well, let me tell you about Goal Zero. Goal Zero is the leader in affordable generators and home backup systems. They offer a simple, easy solution for when the power blackouts hit, and they're coming this summer. So you can keep your home up and running using clean energy. Their systems power critical circuits in your home, like the freezer, lights, Wi-Fi, TV, and more, with clean power. No fuel, no fumes, no noise, and no maintenance, unlike gas generators. Not to mention, Goal Zero is portable so you can take the power on the go as needed for camping, tailgating, and more. They offer a range of products and affordable price points to meet your needs. From power stations that can provide a half day's worth of power to solar generators and home backup systems that can keep you powered for one, two, or even three days. You can easily monitor and manage your power right from your phone with the goal of Zero app. They offer best-in-class service with a U.S.-based service team that provides the highest level of technical and customer support. It's Goal Zero, right, Gary? Make sure your power stays on with Goal Zero. Learn more at GoalZero.com. Check out their affordable power stations, solar generators, and home backup systems today
3: everyone. Welcome to Edition with Digest. I'm Stephanie Sloan, Editorial Director, here with Mara Levinsky, Senior Editor. Hello, everyone. Well, Mara, more fun news coming out of Days of Our Lives. J. Kenneth Johnson will be back as Philip for the Last Blast reunion on the Dual app, and Patrika Darbo will be reprising the role of Nancy. Now, the series launches today, November 29th, so everyone be sure to stream it. Um, So Jay was not the first actor to play Philip, but the first one who really made a lasting impression once they aged the character in 1999. Uh, Kyle Brandt, now the host of Good Morning Football on the NFL Network, played the role after Jay left in 2002. Then Jay came back in 2007 and last appeared on the show in 2011. Um, After that, Jean-Paul Lavoisier, who played Rex on One Life to Live, came in 2015. But his time in Salem was really brief, and it really wasn't... John Paul's fault. I felt like there didn't seem to be a good handle on who Philip was at the time, and it was sort of a recipe for disaster like the way it was written. So now with Jay reclaiming the role, I know that many Days fans are excited and I really look forward to seeing, you know, who he is in 2019.
1: Yeah, it is super cool news uh for Days fans and they're not the only group of viewers who are in for a blast from the past. GH has announced that Jane Elliott, who exited the role of Tracy in 2017, is coming back to Port Charles in time for the holidays. Awesome! So I spoke to two other members of the Quartermain family, Wally Kurth and Lisa LaCisero, who play Ned and Olivia, and they are downright giddy to have Jane back in the fold. Uh, Wally told me that when Frank Valentini, the show's executive producer, like took him aside and kind of whispered in his ear that uh, Jane was coming back, he was shocked to the point of like not entirely believing it. Um, he texted her to himself to confirm it. And then he had the official go ahead to like get excited. And she's already back filming. And I've heard from a bunch of of sources that she not surprisingly has been absolutely killing it and like doing fantastic work. And I know that we live in a never say never world covering soaps, but I never thought we'd get Tracy Cartermain back. And I am so very thrilled. And the show's head writers uh, told me that it's like a dream come true for them to be writing for her.
3: Oh, I bet. She's amazing. It's going to be so great. Um, So in our new issue, speaking of great, we have a special section of the greatest soap stories ever told. Now we focused on the four shows that are currently on the air. So before we get any backlash, yes, of course, there were so many amazing stories on many beloved shows that have come and gone but we just don't have all the pages for that, you know? <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, now, of course, we included the Ice Princess story on GH and Marlena's Possession on Days, which I feel anyone who knows anything about soaps knows about. But we also have some tear jerkers in there, like Maxie getting BJ's heart on General Hospital and Cassie dying on Y&R. Um, and, you know, the first thing we had to do was really determine what makes something the greatest story. You know, to me, it's a story that was totally tuned in while it was on and is still talked about years later. Uh, like, what's your criteria?
1: I look at it two ways. Like one is cultural impact. And that's really what secured, I think, the spots for the possession and for the ice princess. And the second is emotional resonance, which to your point is the kind of story that people remember for a long time because of how it made them feel. Um, I don't think there's ever been more a more like gut punching moment in soaps than Tony listening to BJ's heart beating in Maxie's chest. Um, and as a side note, we actually also have an interview with Brad Mall who played Tony in the new issue. I caught up with him about his recent appearance on the show as Tony's ghost. But we also talked about the BJ story. And I absolutely got chills listening to him recount what he remembers from filming that moment you know he had a brother who had open heart surgery and ultimately passed away and he said that shooting that scene he imagined what it would be like to hear his brother's heart beating again wow um but a universally wrenching theme like the death of a child when well told uh, as it was with BJ and as it was with YNR's Cassie that's the kind of story that isn't necessarily fun to watch but it gets you in the feels um especially because in those two instances and and so often on soaps we really grow attached to the kids because we've like get get to watch them grow up before our eyes
3: Oh, absolutely. I mean, I know this isn't a popular opinion, but I really do tend to, uh, and I feel horrible using the word like, but I'll say that I really get on board for a story where a baby or a child dies. Um, I know it's horrible, but there are such incredible performances from the actors in those stories. The impact is usually great on the canvas, and I feel it always propels story in a way that few other ones can. And, you know, years later, they're usually still referring to it, and, you know, that's the kind of loss that doesn't just go away. You would be thinking about it for the rest of your life, I would imagine. Um, so, you know, I kind of am really on board for those stories. And I hope that does not make me sound ghoulish.
1: <laughs> well, there are uh, there are also a few things on the list that we came up with that I think represent the best example of a particular type of story. Um, Mike's paternity on days, for example. Uh, Like, who's the daddy stories are super common in soaps, we know. But the arc that Days told with Laura, Bill, and Mickey stands out as exceptional, both because of how well it was plotted and how remarkable it was that the secret stayed under wraps for so many years. Like, I can only imagine if Twitter existed in the late 1960s, (laughs) early 1970s that fans would be totally freaking out over how long that took to be revealed. (laughs) my God, could you imagine? Um, Now, as far as I'm concerned, the greatest
3: soap story ever told was who killed Diana Taylor on General Hospital. And this is coming from someone who could not have been a bigger Luke and Laura fan in the early 80s. But my God, did I love Heather Weber and her sneaking out of the mental institution and Anne's name written in blood by Diana's body. I mean, it was like utter perfection, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, What is your favorite?
1: Well, my favorite murder mystery, hands down, was a nifty yarn on Guiding Light in the early 1990s. It was Who Killed Gene Wetherill. Um, I feel like it doesn't get its due because Gene happened to be like a nobody, more or less. Mm -hmm. Um, But my... my all time favorite story is the courtship of Todd and Blair on One Life, like the very early, early days of what ended up being a decades long relationship. They were the town pariahs who became unlikely friends. And when Blair found out before Todd did that he was the missing heir to Victor Lord's fortune and was about to come into millions, she tricked him into marrying her by pretending to be pregnant. Mm-hmm. Uh, His newly discovered sister, Tina, was like, dude, wake up. She's playing you. And he forced her to take a pregnancy test. And she's like crawling out of her own skin, knowing she's about to be busted. When surprise, the test turns up positive and she actually is pregnant and they fall genuinely in love. Then he found out that she like had tricked him and he dumped her. I don't know. I just, I just loved every second of it. Can you tell?
3: <laughs> no, not at all. Um, well, our guests today have been in some pretty memorable storylines over the years themselves. It's Kyle Lauder and Ariane Zucker, who not only worked together on Days, but have teamed up for a new movie now streaming on Amazon called A Mermaid for Christmas. So let's get them on the phone to talk about it. Hi, Kyle. Hi, Ari. Hi, Steph. Hi, Hi there. Sarah. hello. Hello. <laughs> Well, I have to tell you, I just watched A Mermaid for Christmas, and I loved it. Oh, yeah. Um, so, first oh. of all, you are both so good in it, and what I love that is that it's so funny. You know, like, I wasn't expecting that. I didn't really know. I thought it was going to be like a, you know, Christmassy drama movie, and then it's, like, actually different and funny. No. I really like that about it.
4: The comedy kind of intensified as the shoot went on. Like, obviously... Michael Caruso had written comedy in there. You know, it was always supposed to be lighthearted and and fun and sweet with, you know, some laughs here and there. And but I just think with the actors' performances, we were all kind of feeding off each other. Ari, especially, you know, with, with okay. your performance. I mean, it it just kind of as as it went on, we're like, everybody's just really kind of really chewing in the scenery here in terms of the comedy and it's working. So let's just, let's just keep it going. So I'm, I'm glad that you noticed that because it's, it didn't, it didn't start out that way. It was kind of fun to watch it unfold. Hmm.
3: Well, let's start at the beginning of this. So uh, tell us how the movie came to be.
4: Kyle? Well, <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'll give you the short, short version. Um, There's about, I would say we were in the middle of production on, Ladies of the Lake, the first season. So I, we're going back almost four years ago, um, and we were. It randomly came up in conversation. I don't remember how exactly, but it, we were talking about you know the Ladies of the Lake, obviously, and then it it came up where he said, you know, I got this idea for a Christmas film. I want to do a Christmas film, and the long and the short of it, he, I was like, what is it about? He said. It's, it's a mermaid. It's Christmas. It's a mermaid for Christmas, and I was like, "That is the dumbest idea <laughs> I've ever." Heard. And now I'm completely eating my words because it's just—it turned out. No, I didn't say it was dumb. I said I don't. I think I remember saying something like, "Wow, that—that's interesting," you know, or intriguing, or whatever. And and um, but Michael is just—he has a gift for this stuff, you know. He's he. He's just, he's, I'd never met anybody more knowledgeable about, about mythology, ancient Roman and Greek mythology and, and fantasy and, and whimsical subjects and, and what have you. So he was the, you know, the current, you know, the right guy to, to write this whole thing. And so of course ladies one season one and season two kind of came and went and this was shelved. And then we finished the second season of ladies of the lake. He said, now's the time I want I want to do this Christmas film. I got the whole thing in my head and he wrote out this script and I read it and I said, you know what, man, this is actually really good. And he wrote it with, with, we got all the cast that we wanted to get That's in you know, the, the the actors and actresses you see in this movie are the ones that he wrote these roles for. So we were so grateful for that. Um, But yeah, it's it's all from the the creative mind of Michael Caruso. And um, he, again, he, he was writing these parts with these actors and actresses in mind and they all, you know, kill their performances and, yeah, but it, the idea was kind of the seed was planted about four years ago, and it kind of took that long to get to this point.
3: Wow, well, that's pretty amazing, then, that here you are, and it's streaming on Amazon.
4: I know, I know, and we know we have a really great um, international distributor in terms of ca- uh, California Pictures is the distributor, so it's going to be released. It is on Amazon, released right now, I should say, for a limited time, just through the holidays, and then um, and then it's going to go all over the world. So, um, yeah, we're really excited. This is our first project that's going to go international. So we're thrilled about that.
0: There will be mermaids for Christmas everywhere. (laughs) All year round.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So, Ari, tell us about your experience playing Tiffany Devereaux, a great soap-worthy name. Yes, isn't
0: it, though? Um, Jack Devereaux's sister. Uh, (laughs) I really. Enjoyed I have no idea what you're
4: talking about. That's <laughs> <Yeah>. terrible. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs>
0: um, she, the, Tiffany, uh, was a blast to play, and I, you know, the the freedom that I I don't get to do a lot, and I I didn't realize how much I love comedy. Um, I know as a, a you know outside of work, I'm a completely silly person. And anybody who knows me, I just, you know, love to, I just love to be silly. Silly faces, silly, silly, silliness. Uh, did I say I like to be silly? Uh, no. Can you say it <laughs> again, though? But I had no, heard a rumor. No.
4: <laughs> <laughs> God.
0: And um, it was such a joy to just sort of be able to be all over the map and and physically silly um, in a couple of the scenes and just, and also a villain at the same time. Or antagonist, you know. And so, Um, I just, I thought that I was so grateful for Michael for, you know, thinking of me for this role. And he kept telling me, you're gonna love it. You're gonna love it. You're gonna love it. I mean, my favorite scene, and for anyone who hasn't seen it is on the, um, when I'm sort of first introduced into the, into the movie, um, of course, working with, uh, Kyle's character Travis, and um, it's just—it was just a blast uh, uh, for for as far as the physical comedy goes. So I just—I uh, I, I almost wish there was more of her, but the movie wasn't a, a mermaid for Tiffany. It's you know mermaid for Christmas. So um. <laughs> <Next
4: time. laughs> the truth comes out. Yes. <laughs> I have to just say I will I will I'll kiss your ass for a second. The, you know the the you you actually people who don't know. Ari that the fans or the viewers of days of our lives or anybody that you know has seen her work wouldn't know that this is actually how she is 24 7 and i just <laughs> I, I will I, I will i will echo the fact that michael you know michael does know are they're obviously great friends and he said this is Ari. this is ari you know she she people need to see this this side of her because it is so wonderful to watch and you know ari is you know she looks the way she does and whatnot but she she doesn't take herself, you know, too seriously. She's got a great personality. I'm talking like you're not on the other line right now. Sorry. <laughs> hello. But,
0: hello. Is um, on? No, but it's, <laughs> but it's
4: true. It's like you really had, you really had this opportunity to, you know, to, to show your comedy chops and to show your personality. And so it was fun for me. Somebody's known you for, you know, a thousand years. F- it's just, F- it was fun, fun life, to watch yeah. for me. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Thanks.
3: Now, I thought the locales were so gorgeous, and, like, all the interiors you used were so nice. So where did you film, yeah. and, like, how long was the process?
4: So, the, the well, the beautiful house, Connie's house, um, is the Ari's house. Oh, <laughs> so, hey, uh, Ari. <laughs> and and, and, and the, pool, the pool in the back, sorry, do you mind me saying that? Well, it's already been set. Gosh, um, um, so, yeah, the, the pool, the backyard, the, the interiors, the, you know, the kitchen and front door area, That that's all Ari's house. So, yeah. Um beautiful. We also we shot in Marina Del Rey in a couple locations. Fisherman's Village was the um the montage the date montage between Daphne and Travis. Mm-hmm. Uh, That's adorable. gorgeous locale there. Um and then Marina del Rey, yeah, was the primary location and then and then Point Doom State Park in Malibu with the big, you know, the opening Greek prologue um with all the rocks and the waves crashing on the rocks, and then also the we reversed. The angles and shot, same um, beach, Point doom State Park in Malibu, but um, different angles for the modern day. When like Tiffany and and uh, not Tiffany, uh, sorry, Daphne and Travis are on the beach as well. So yeah, Malibu, Marina Del Rey, Ari's house, <laughs> <laughs> and then actually that then in the B roll to create the fictional town of Coco Bay, our just I'm stuttering. Jesus, I can't think of a, a, a word that can do it justice, but our brilliant uh, cinematographer, director of photography, Adam Shearman is, um, just is, I mean, he's a brilliant cinematographer, but he's, he's, you know, scuba diver and he's a water photographer. So he went down to Key West, Florida. I think he was on a job and he stayed an extra couple days and shot all of the B-roll in Key West, Florida, like all those fictional, you know, town, uh, scenes, uh, down there in Key West, Florida. And the opening shot is actually shot in in Curacao. He had that in his archive footage. And then of course all, and then all the underwater footage, um, is also from his archives. So he was the perfect director of photography, cinematographer to have on this project. So yeah, so it was Marina Del Rey, Malibu, Ari's house, uh, (laughs) Curacao, Key West. Yeah, everywhere. But we just had to recreate this fictional town and and we wanted it to be beautiful. And I, I I think we humbly, I I think we pulled that off.
1: Oh, you definitely did. So as a soap fan, it's, it's so fun. There's so many familiar soap names in the cast, uh, Jessica Morris, Kathleen Gotti, Nadi Uh what can you say about yeah. the experience that you had teaming up with those folks? Oh, uh,
0: well, I, you know, I actually, when I, when I finally got to see the movie, I really, you know nadia and and Kyle were such big fan favorites uh, many moons ago. And it was really wonderful to see such uh, I thought, especially the the writing for the uh, the scenes you guys shared together you guys shared together. that <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, um, <laughs> it was um, it was really sweet because it's just this sort of it, it's it's totally different characters but it's like matured this many years later and it was, they were really beautiful scenes to watch. Cause I didn't really, I didn't personally get to work with, um, uh, Nadia, but it was really, it was really sweet. And then, uh, Kathleen Gotti and I have this just love oh, for each other. Have, I just you love have the her best
4: chemistry ever. You two.
0: Thank you. Thank you. She's uh, I would love to work with her again in some other capacity. She's just a lovely woman and an amazing presence. And she's such, she's so giving, uh, as a, uh, number one, as a person and also as an actress and, um, you know, and allowing each other to, to shine in the scene, you know, depending on whose scene it was, or, and she's just a lovely person. And of course, Jessica's super sweet, love working with her and she's so easygoing, and, um, she makes me laugh and, you know, it's, it's super, it's, it's special to be able to work, uh, with your friends and, um, because it makes for a, it's like doing a play over and over again. You hope you yeah, have this this really amazing group, and when you do, yeah, work doesn't seem like work.
4: Yeah, it's very true, very true. Now we're we from putting a, my producer hat on for a second. It's it's such a a blessing. We're so grateful, you know, Michael and Barbie and I with our production company to to have, I guess, for lack of a better word, to have access to this amazing pool of talent and and you know all of these ladies and gentlemen are so you know you know love to work with us and we love to work with them and and we just have we don't take it for granted that you know when michael is writing a new script or has an idea that he can have you know these incredibly well-known talented actors and actresses that he can you know call up personally and and um you know and and of course we're we we don't and I, i i speak on behalf of both michael and barbie and might, you know, obviously myself, when I say this, we don't take it for granted, you know, we, we don't just assume that everybody's going to say yes and whatnot, but it's, at least we have the outlet to be able to contact this level of talent. And we're just, we're so grateful that, um, that we get to work with all of them. And, and like Ari said, you know, they are friends as well, you know, so not only do they have a great fan following, wonderful careers and deep resumes, but they're also friends and awesome people. So, we don't take a day of that for granted. We really don't. You know, one of the risks you have as a producer is maybe hiring somebody you don't that you never worked with before and you don't know how they're gonna be, what, what their personality is. And those questions are, you know, not even questions, you know, with with, with the, the pool of talent that we that we have to work with. So it's um like I said, it's a blessing. We do not take it for granted at all.
3: Now, was it fun for you two to interact as completely different people? Oh, oh yeah.
4: hell yeah.
3: Yes.
0: It's and, and as you know on off camera Kyle and I have obviously we share our beautiful daughter Izzy and we have been close since forever um and it's really super special you know I um I think being able to live and you know work and raise a child together uh, who how many divorced couples do that (laughs) (laughs) I can say it with pleasure you know what I mean and so Um, Knowing Kyle's personality and um, having these, you know, really like intimately great scenes working off of each other. Again, it's that simplicity yet, you know, ease when we work together. And um, I again, I just feel really fortunate that I'm surrounded by really, you know, talented writers and Kyle now a producer. And um, it's just a very I just feel so fortunate to be where I'm at now in my life, you know? Yeah. Um, I know that's a really big, grand response, but I'm like, but it's true. No. You know, it's nice to be able to love what you do.
4: Hell yeah. No, but I think that with, with, with acting work, there's a level of comfort is very important, you know, not complacency, but, but comfort. Mm -hmm. And, you know, when have, I think that all of this, this, this cast, we all know each other so well and have hung out, known each other for years, have hung out socially, uh, we all like each other and and are comfortable around each other, and that really that comes across on on screen. You know, I've I've obviously known I've known Ari and Nadia since I was nineteen years old, and I'm like 140. Yeah. So it, it's <laughs> you look it's, great, um,
2: <laughs> you do. It's um,
4: <laughs> but thank you. But yeah, so when you you know when whether I'm working with Ari or or Nadia or I've I've had the pleasure of working with Jessica Morris for the past couple projects the ladies the lake projects and then everybody there um it was yeah the, the the comfort level is there and it comes through on on screen and not to mention i i love to you know actors say this a lot it's kind of like an actor, actor jargony, jargony thing to say but we love to play with each other you know and that's what acting is you get on set and and you play around with the comedy and the scenes and and the dialogue and and then, you know, Michael Caruso did a brilliant job directing this. So he, you know, kept us all in line, but he gave <laughs> us the freedom to, you know, he gave us the freedom to say, you guys do your thing. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm trying to think of a very interesting way of saying that. I just really like working with Ari and, and, and everybody on this set. So it was, um, it was a privilege. Thank you. You're welcome.
3: Um, now we're sure there are people who are <laughs> listening and marveling about the fact that you two are so close and that you can work together. So uh, you mentioned you were married, but you obviously have a very good yeah. relationship. So how would you say you make it work? That's nope, oh, all
4: me. <laughs> okay.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and that's it. That's it. It's just all Kylie's <laughs> making uh, that's just why it works.
1: <laughs> right, we meant to say,
4: Kyle, how, how
1: do you specifically make it work?
4: <laughs> no, this, this could go downhill so fast. Um, <laughs> uh-huh. Take it away. Oh, you're Not serious? really, go okay. ahead.
0: Okay, okay. <laughs> well, first of all, I think, and I, I'm sure I hope you're okay with sharing this because this is something really as, Um, you know, a divorced couple is and how well we get along. I really love sharing the fact that, look, of course, it's never easy in the beginning. Um, But you, we particularly immediately made it about Izzy. So now it takes off all the whatever of, you know, the personal stuff. And it goes, great, you're right. It's absolutely 1000% about our daughter and her happiness. And from then on, that changes the whole dynamic of the relationship. So, um, I really, I think that's the, the, the essence of it, Kyle. I mean, if I'm, if, you know, no, I'm, I, I think, you're spot on. Wrong, I think, but, I think
4: yeah. that there's a, you know, I, there's no, I think I need to preface this whole thing by saying there's, there's no right or wrong or good or bad. It, it's just every, every situation is different. I think with ours in particular, it's, you can, you can love somebody unconditionally and want to, you know, I, I would take a bullet for our, you know, and, and, and but that doesn't mean that, You have to say, well, if I feel this way about somebody, then we have to be married. You know, I think that you can have very you can love someone in every way possible and just say, but this is, you know, but I love this person in this way. And I think that ultimately, not to get too personal as well, but I think at the end of the day, you realize
3: it's too yeah, late we for have, that, Kyle. This, We're already first. We have...
4: Yeah, this, <laughs> is this podcast that I've ever made for Christmas or is this like...
3: We <laughs> <This laughs> tricked you. It's a relationship
0: podcast. This is Divorce Day 101.
4: Uh, <laughs> Foiled again. God. You, you women are so brilliant at what you do. You're master... You're master... <laughs> manipul- guys are way too stupid to, to, to catch this while it's happening. So, Eddie... Um, no, no, it's, uh, okay, I'll finish up with this. Yes, at the end of the day, you say, God, you know, I, I love this person. That's so important to me. I mean, we grew up together for crying out yeah. loud, you know, and it's like, and you realize, yeah, sometimes the marriage doesn't work, but that doesn't mean, you know, Um, and sometimes, you know, people get divorced for reasons where they don't want to be around each other anymore. We did not have that situation, you know, so I think at the end of the day, we share this amazing daughter. And we kind of like each other, you know, and like each other's company. So I think it's very, I'm trying to make it sound complicated. I think it's very simple at the end of the day that we, we love each other. We enjoy each other's company. We love working together. Um, and, um, you know, it's modern family. Yes. At its finest.
1: Yes. So your daughter, Isabella is actually going to be 10 years old in a couple of weeks. How are the both of you feeling about her hitting the double digits? well i am so proud of izzy i am so
0: you know it's different in mama and daughter there's lots of lots of that mother-daughter thing happening but right now my child happens to be in a really good space (laughs) (laughs) and she she is so me and she get we get each other and we're in a really just really kind of cruising right now which is really nice and um, I don't expect that to ever change. She's going to be an amazing teenager. Every parent is at me right now. Um, but I, I do have really great conversations with her. Um, and, and so does Kyle, but I'll, I'll let him share that. But uh, And I think that I'm just so proud of where she is at 10. I mean, oh, I miss her little tiny, she'll kill me for saying this, but her little frog butt when she was a baby. <laughs> oh, the cutest thing. But I'm yet so just, I'm, exude happiness with her because she's she tries so hard at school you know she really tries to work things out with little friend you know the girl thing the friend thing with girls starts so early and we really communicate um with each other about how to be a better young woman and she makes me a better mother and she always has and so I'm just I'm really excited for this birthday I'm not really we're having a slumber party and really she doesn't want to know what's happening so I'm trying to do something cute and fun and you know Kyle will be there and um, Sean will be there and other friends will, parents will be there and it'll be fun. And it'll just, you know, so just, just trying to make every, uh, as a mother for my, um, I'm trying to just make every point in her life really fun because you only get to be each age one time.
4: <laughs> I talk I it, yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, I, I, I echo everything you just said. I, I think that, yeah, 10 is I can't believe it's, I can't. Yeah, I'm stuttering because like, i like, can't believe she's gonna be ten. But she, did, I, I echo everything Ari just said. She's, a, she's an amazing student and a great athlete, and is has wonderful friends and, and is is an awesome person. I can't even really take credit for, you know, all of you know all of her being an awesome person. You know, it's a, you know I do the best I can as a dad. We do the best we can as parents. But she's, you know, she's got a, she's starting to get a little bit of a mind of her own, and it's a good one. You know, and I think that that's really, it's really fun to watch her grow up. It's just, it's like, you know, I don't want to make people throw up when while they're listening to this. We're just, I think we're just both very proud of her and it's just really great to watch her grow up. But I think it's hard for me. I'll speak for myself at the same time that, you know, it's sometimes I miss the little baby at the same time. You know, I know she's 10, she's not like turning 18 yet, (laughs) but, um, but, yeah, I think that it's all these little milestones, like the first, as you put it, you know, the, the, the first double-digit milestone just kind of gets you thinking, or, this, you know, she's going to be, what, in fifth grade next year. Um, yeah, it just kind of gets me thinking, at least, just, okay, let's slow down a little bit. <laughs> so, but I think it's a good thing at the same time, because it just makes me really kind of be more mindful of, of you know, not taking all the moments for granted when, you know, spending time with her and whatnot.
3: Well, that so text message that exchange that you posted between the two of you uh, on yeah. your Insta story was to die from. Like that was so. Oh, sweet.
4: thank you, but that, but that's uh, you know what? Thank you for bringing that up because that's that's actually a perfect example of what I'm saying. It's not like that's her. You know, she didn't text that to me, thinking that in fact I I should probably get mad at me if she found that I just posted that on my Instagram <laughs> stories. But I'm going to have know, to start but, asking. But, <laughs> I know exactly, but but that is just her in a nutshell. She's just so, she's just such a little love bug and she's so polite. And, and yeah, I just had a moment where I read that. And I was like, yeah, cause I really haven't, I've been traveling so much, um, working on a film, you know, back and forth to and from New Orleans all month. And I didn't really get to see as much of her as I wanted to. And she's just, you know, the fact that she can reach out like that, um, is just really cool. So yeah.
3: Um, now, which oh, one of you two is the stricter parent? Kyle.
4: <laughs> She's not wrong. <laughs> Nor did
0: I hesitate.
4: <laughs> you answered that before she finished the question. Which one is the stricter Kyle? Um, no. Strict is harsh, but yeah. Well, <laughs> it's, but it can, fits, I'm not apparently.
3: Can. Someone's got to be the good cop. Someone's got to be the bad cop. There you go. I,
4: yep. I, prefer, I prefer I prefer discipline, maybe, over strict. <laughs> I don't ahead. know.
0: Okay. I'm trying here. <laughs> we'll go with that. No, Wait, I, I think we think both... I... Oh, sorry. We both ahead, have...
4: Go. Yeah. No, you, you. Go ahead. You're probably going to have a better answer than me. Uh,
0: well... I just feel like when um, I'm more of the well, let's work it out. Let's have a whole conversation about it, and um, I, I'm more lenient because I can hear I'll I'll hear her side, and um, I, I would say it was flip flop, you know, growing up with with when my brother and I were growing up. You just sort of know is no. I am a well, no. Not right now, but let me explain why. Or do you understand why I'm saying you might you can't do this, but let's think of another thing we can do. So I'm always trying to find solutions rather than just a strict no. Um, because I do want her to have experiences, but I wanna first I wanna understand where she's coming from, and second, I wanna, you know, make sure obviously if it's an appropriate thing. Um, but usually I'm, I always say yes, and, but it comes with a long conversation. <laughs> so I might drive her crazy, but I usually do say yes to, to almost everything.
1: She's going to yeah, become yeah, a I lawyer, Ari. You're, you're <laughs> just, do you you like wait. <laughs> 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 oh, yeah.
4: Yeah. <laughs> Great. <laughs> I also think, you know, she, did, She it's not, again, I repeat, it's not good or bad or right or wrong, but I think that she also has, you know, the dynamic between, between dad and mom as well. Um, so I think that's, you know, you get women are far more, you know, emotionally intelligent than men are. You know, there's part, there's aspects of Izzy, even as a almost 10 year old little girl. That, are you going to coin know,
0: that phrase? Mara, Steph, you got to coin that. <laughs> Kyle louder said. It's <laughs> <This is> true. <laughs>
4: but, but it's, you know, sometimes even with a 10 year, even with a 10 year old girl, it's like, sometimes I just can't have the conversations that mom can have with her. And I completely totally understand that, you know. I'm not gonna stand I've learned enough so far in my life to understand not to try to figure out, you know, the brilliant deep mind, emotional mind of a woman, my daughter included. <laughs> so sometimes I just have to be like oh. so as I sometimes I have to say, all right, just can you take care of this for me? Let me know how it goes.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Passing the ball. Got it. Um, well, on a totally different note, Ari, we uh, shared the news of Daze's renewal on the last podcast, but obviously we're so interested in your perspective on it. What can you say about you know, hearing that you're getting another year after those like sensational headlines were blared around the world. I know. I, well, I, well, let's just put it this way. Give it a nice boost. (laughs) (laughs) The fans
0: still really want this show on air. And, um, I, I did like that the, on the flip side is look, we, we have a, a long time running soap opera because people want to watch it. And, uh, I know it sounds corny sometimes they you know it has a lot to do with the fans but it really does and um so I was really really thrilled that the the show got yet another pickup and you know and when you know you know that we have like 121 employees altogether. we as if I own the the, the joint um <laughs> there are 121 <laughs> employees there and it's wonderful that they all still have jobs and are going to work another year or at least can have time to figure out next steps but you know the 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 train keeps on rolling forward, and I'm um I'm just so happy to know that everyone at work is happy, you know, and relieved, and that's that's the bigger feeling, you know. I'm really I'm really happy. But then the fans, of course, fans are really happy that the show's going to be on another year.
3: Mm-hmm. Um, so tell us what you thought when you first heard about the time jump, and what was what has it been like to film it? The to- the time jump was fascinating. Also, because and, and, and it fits right in with so
0: many shows too, doing sort of jumps or flashbacks or telling so much of a of the show in flashback, you know, so it, I think that uh, as, as far as soaps go, this is the first time jump. I mean right mm-hmm. I don't know if any yeah. other soap has done this, right, um, which I thought was pretty cool that, uh, and risky, of course, and we're so far ahead, so you go. Okay, here we go. It's a time jump and we're eight months ahead. Not only are we in a time jump, but the show's in a time jump. <laughs> and then we're time jumping. Everyone's time jumping. Um, it's very confusing. But uh, I thought, okay, so it's going to be, I thought, ooh, it's going to be hard and everyone's really going to have to help out with continuity because we're moving so fast. So I know I felt like as an actress, I'm like, I got to remember what I do or what, or, just in case, because I don't really know how the time jump's going to operate is my hair going to be longer and in a flashback and not in the time for, I I don't know. It was just a lot of like, we're going to have to really pay attention. So for the most part, that was what I thought would be the hardest. Um, and then of course I don't write. So I'm like, the rest is up to, you know, keeping the, you know, keep making sure the writers are happy with what we're doing and how, um, uh, and how the process is moving, you know, how we're taping. And so I, it sounds easy, but it was really kind of like, Ooh, all right, I got to keep my ducks in a row. I got a, like a notebook and I got a whole like diagram. I'm like, all right, so on today. A, B, C, this is what happened. <laughs> but it was fun. It's been fun. And I, uh, it was always fun to do something different on a, you know, on a soap opera and keeping it real and keeping it alive and keeping the characters, you know, moving.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Um, now the show is going on its planned hiatus. How are you going to spend it? I'm having a staycation. <laughs> um, <laughs>
0: I plan on doing lots of little house, uh, and building my yet another business and, um, (laughs) working on, working on that and just enjoying, it's going to go by so fast because we go on break really. I mean, it's really only like two weeks because then we typically have a two week break for, for the holidays. And then after that, I don't, I don't really know when we're coming back. So I didn't, I haven't even asked yet, but, um, uh, in the meantime, I would just do what I normally do and just, you know, prep for either um, storyline coming back or, uh, you know, hopefully auditioning and, and working on my other business. So um, those are my plans. I mean, I'm not, nothing too exciting,
1: but exciting.
3: Staycations are great.
1: I was just about to say, <laughs> staycations sound yeah uh, very. I'm gonna exciting get a lot done.
3: Let's put it that way. <laughs> Heck yeah. Now, yeah
1: <laughs> now, Kyle, you have come and gone from the show since the last time you were a guest on our podcast. Um how would you describe your your time on the show as as Rex as you look back now?
4: You know, it was interesting in the sense that, you know, I was going back to a place that, as we talked about in the last podcast, it it was the first job I ever had, you know, so it was definitely this sense of going, you know returning to a place with all the familiar sights and sounds and smells and people and and where, you know, as I go as I said before, it's like going over the holidays, right. And getting, you know, some home cooking and, and the, all the field, all the good feels and everything to go with that. But I was playing an entirely different character, you know, so it was not familiar in that sense. So that was interesting. Um, I think overall it was, it was, I absolutely loved being back there. I, I will, I have always loved and will always love that show. It'll always mean so much to me. Um, even in the years that I wasn't on there I, spent a lot of time around the studio and spent a lot of time with the people on that show. So I, in a way, I kind of felt like I never really left at the same time. Um, But yeah, you know, the character was, was as as people could see, you know, controversial in some aspects, you know, he was um, a little rough around the edges in terms of his life choices (laughs) or his morality. (laughs) <laughs> uh, at times, but uh-huh. he was, but from, I think I said this in, in the last interview we had, I, you know, that made him from an acting standpoint, it made him really fun to play. He was a, he was not an easy character because, you know, how do you make, how do you make somebody that is maybe not necessarily, you know, the viewership wouldn't necessarily agree with his, his actions or his choices or his personality, but how do I make him likable or watchable, you know, at the same time? So I enjoyed the challenge of playing the character. Um, I enjoyed the storylines that I was involved in. I loved playing a doctor for the first time. You know, that was kind of a bucket list item of mine to say, you know, I'm not a doctor, but I play one I see <laughs> type So that was fun at the same time. But um, I also think, and, and again, I said this in my my farewell interview in Digest, that um, it's not a bad thing at all. It's just a fact. I, I think that for, for many reasons, all, you know, b- this is a business at the end of the day, um, but my... I, I, my time was, I think, cut a little bit shorter than people thought it was. So I think it, um, I would have liked to maybe try to put maybe a bow on the character. Before, you know, it, it just seemed kind of, the ending seemed kind of abrupt. But that was just, you know, it's it's not controversial at all. It's just it's the nature of the business. You know, decisions are made and uh, for various reasons, and the character had to go bye-bye. And that, that, but it's all good. I think at the end of the day, though, sometimes you just want to put a bow on, on the situation, you know, or, or have some closure to it. So I think it was, um, that was, and again, this is nothing I haven't said before and there's obviously no ill will there whatsoever, but it was kind of like, Oh, I would have maybe liked to just kind of finish this out a little bit. Right. Um, but you know, with, 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 I have, I've always loved Ron's writing. I still watch the show every once in a while. I love this time jump thing. I will always be a fan of of the show and everybody who works on there. And as we've seen in the past, you know, I'm, I'm not hinting at anything, but, but you know, this, Sometimes, you know, characters can come back for little story arcs or whatever, and if that happens, then, then I'm all for it. You know, that, that's a show that I'll, I'll never say no to uh, whatsoever. There's, there's, there's too much wonderful history there, and I, I enjoy the people there and, and working there. So it was a fun year to be back, mm-hmm. I think, all in all, um, which I think, to my point earlier, is that, which made it kind of difficult when it was just kind of ended uh, when it did, because I was like, oh, man. I uh, was having a lot of fun, but um, but it's all good at the end of the day. Yeah, was, there would have had year. to have
3: been a whole big redemption arc for Rex at that point, because he was sort of and I
1: think that that, portrayed and I, and
3: as I, not the nicest Yeah. A louse. A louse. That's a
4: good one. And I, and I think, and that's a great point. That's a great point, because I think that that's what I'm saying. It's like, okay, I, sometimes you're like, look, if if I had an opportunity... Um, you know, if the stars were aligned and, and there, there was an opportunity to kind of redeem him before he left that would it maybe felt a little bit better. Mm-hmm. So it was like, you, you know, it just kind of was like, people were like, good riddance, man, get out of here. And I'm like, ah, come on. I, that was a bummer that it had to, you know, that the character had to end like that. So, but again, at the end of the day, it's, it's, it's all good. Um, it was what it was, but, um, again, I will always answer the phone and I will always, you know, when they call, then I will always be there if needs be. Cool.
3: Well, you mentioned that you are filming a movie in New Orleans. Um, I imagine the p- photo you posted on Instagram with Eric Dane has something to do with it. Um, yeah. Tell us yeah. about no, what can t- you t- say about
0: t- it? <laughs> no, no, um, Stephanie, all wrong. <laughs> <laughs> or <Maura>. Yeah, that <laughs> <right>. photo had <laughs>
4: has <that>. <laughs> nothing same. to do with anything. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I've I've actually yeah I have. Well, Mermaid just came out, but I have. Uh, three films, feature films coming out in the next year. Oh. And that's one of them. Um, one of, I did it before that. I did a, a really awesome uh, vampire movie, which, and all of this will be up on my social media. So when people need to know or want to know when this stuff is going to come out, but um, the, the, the movie you're talking about um, was an awesome. I'm actually not done filming it yet. I have a little bit of a hiatus and then I, then I'm going to finish up. Um, my scenes probably in the new year but yeah i spent uh the past month in new orleans kind of back and forth like i said shooting a film with eric dane as you mentioned uh terry polo uh peter fascinelli uh just actors that i'm huge fans of and have watched for years and and uh it was quite an experience um it was by far and away the biggest Uh, Project I've ever done in terms of, you know, the size and scope of the film and and budget wise and things like that. Um, It's been, and again, it's not over yet, but it's, it's been so far. It's an awesome experience. So there's, you know, you just kind of have those moments. Sometimes you're like, what am I doing here? Like (laughs) how did I finagle my way onto this, this set? Um, But yeah, so grateful for that. It's, it's an awesome, I don't know how much I can talk about it. So I'll, I'll I'll be Corey here, but it's, it's, um, It's a very, it's a beautiful film, but, but beautifully dark. I should say the subject matter is very rough and it's based on the true story. Um, unfortunately, but it gave me an opportunity to play a character that I've never, um, and that's kind of been the theme with me the past few projects I've done. Um, you know, the comedy with mermaids for Christmas or then the vampire thing where I'm like eating people literally. (laughs) And then, and then, um, And then this one where I'm, they, you know, I'm I'm playing an older guy, you know, where they age me up and, and yeah. So it's from an acting standpoint, I've, I've had an opportunity to travel and and play roles that I've uh, never been able to play before on sets that are, you know, huge sets. And I'm very grateful for the experiences that I've had um, since I left days. It's been really, really great for me creatively and soulfully and, and the whole thing. So yeah. So that. Yeah. So the the picture with Eric was um, what a great guy, by the way. Just so, just a you know, I've been a fan of his forever. I mean, Ari and I used to watch him on Grey's Anatomy.
1: No, McSteamy.
4: Uh, totally. Yes.
1: Kyle. <laughs> uh, you know. So
4: did you did you yeah.
1: discuss your joint membership in the I'm not a doctor, but I played one on TV club that we, you got to play we in.
4: Did at, <laughs> it's a, it's actually funny you say that we did actually because there was we were in one of the scenes that I was having with him uh the lines were were very because i'm kind of you know long story short i'm I'm kind of narrating something that's going on and the lines were you know there's a lot of words to get out and you know after i because of i guess you know my all my years on on soap opera you know people were surprised number one that i was able to memorize all those lines without looking at a script and then number two being able to do it in one take
3: nice and
4: they're like god you really are you really are from the soap opera world and then he, you know, and then he, so he commented, he's like, man, that, that was, you know, he's really cool about it. He said, that, that's impressive, bud. And I said, well, it's interesting because, you know, I just finished playing a doctor for the first time in my career. And uh, I, yeah, basically we had a conversation about being able to deliver difficult doctor jargon in lines, you know, and and trying not to mess it up or do a thousand takes with it. So, yeah, we did have that conversation, which was, which was kind of funny. Um, but uh, yeah, just and he also I have to I hope I'm not you know speaking out of turn by saying this, but he you know they shoot Grey's Anatomy shoots on the same lot as General Hospital, and he actually told me an interesting story about how you know they would see the the General Hospital feed when they were shooting Grey's Anatomy, and they were all he said they would all talk to each other on on the Grey's Anatomy set about how crazy the soap opera shooting style is. And they're like, God, you know, these actors are so on point. And oh, I thought that was really nice. nice to say.
3: That's cool. Yeah.
4: Aww. Really cool. No, really great guy. Really fun experience. And, um, yeah, the, the, the details of that amongst the other projects will – will be forthcoming. Well,
3: cool. We will look for that. Um, now, before we let you go, I have two things to say. I forgot to mention that I loved that the liquor bottles at the bar were all named after the cast.
4: Oh, you, noted, you I noticed. I sure yeah. did. I didn't think that anybody would... I didn't think that anybody Nothing would sneaks that. past
1: yeah. Steph Sloan, let me that's tell all, you. Yeah. That's,
4: all my, that's, that's all Michael and Barbie Caruso. They, they, you know, that was their idea. And I thought that they... You know, they killed it with that idea. It's funny.
3: Yeah, the first one I saw was Gotti. And so then the next time they showed the bar, I was like, wait a minute. Then I saw Louder. It was all happening. Um, Yeah,
4: of course course they put me on the gin bottle because, you know, that's my poison.
3: (laughs) Well, I mean, that's what they should do. (laughs) That's what you like.
4: Exactly. Exactly. It's funny you saw that.
3: Yes, I loved it. And tell us, is there a chance for a sequel?
4: That is... um, A Mermaid for Flag Day. Come on. That, that was my Michael Cruz. always says, It's got a mermaid for Valentine's Day lined up. A for and okay, ha,
0: um, wait, did I mention a merman for Tiffany?
4: Merman. <laughs> I don't think, I don't think, I don't know the guy in a tail that, 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 that would be an interesting sight. I think we'll, we'll see, but did, on a, on a, yeah, to serious to answer your question, that, that is all, that all has to do with um, it's all boring business stuff Where you know, we see how this does and if there's enough, it's the classic thing is, you know, is is there a demand for it? And, but so far so good, you know, the analytics won't really start to roll in for, for a couple months, but, in terms of the, the, you know, the reviews we've gotten or all the messages, the private messages, the public messages, the comments, the reviews, um, everything is going, everything's trending in the right direction.
3: Everything's
4: going
0: swimmingly.
4: What? We said we would never do those puns ever again after this movie. It's it just, yeah. It's, just it's too, many. It's too it.
3: tempting. Come on now.
4: It is. I know. Yeah. We just, I, I was the one who kept saying all the, during the movie, I was like, God, I just want to make a splash with this. And I didn't even know what I was saying. And everybody was like, Kyle, enough. But I just, yeah. It, yeah. It, and that sounds fishy.
3: Were, Come on.
4: Yeah, that's, that's my point. It's it's, yeah. it's too easy. It's low-hanging fruit. <laughs> and we were all, we were all so guilty of it through the entire shoot. But yeah, yeah. we well, um we will that that remains to be seen, but as soon as we know you will all know as as per usual.
3: Wonderful. Well, thank you both for joining us. Um, everyone yeah. should be streaming this now because it is really a yes. fabulous holiday movie. Here's my
4: here here's my pitch. This is a good opportunity to say this. So, with the, if there's any confusion um, with people, it is it, it just became. Uh, available for, for free, for prime members, but here's the thing. So it is available. I've said this before and I'll just, I'll cap it with this just to, to eliminate any confusion. Hopefully anybody and everybody has access to this within the United States. It's currently geo-blocked, meaning you can't get it internationally yet, but it will go internationally sometime soon. But as of right now, it is available to all. You do not need to be a, a, a an Amazon subscriber to purchase this film anybody can you know because people are saying well i don't have amazon it's okay you can still just go to amazon.com and search it and then buy it just like you're buying a roll of paper towels you know it's very very (laughs) easy um and then it's but it just became available um for a limited time uh for if you are an amazon prime subscriber then you can stream it for free now which is great so amazon just made it available uh for free to prime members so um, whether you're a, a subscriber or not, it doesn't matter. You can go to amazon.com, search the movie, and buy it, and everybody can have an opportunity to see it. So that's my tip.
1: Awesome.
3: Well, thank you Yay. both for joining us. Um, have a very happy holidays.
1: And uh, we'll you, too. Talk happy to Thanksgiving. you soon. Thanks. Yeah. Happy
4: Thanksgiving,
3: happy Thanksgiving to you. All
1: right,
4: thank guys. You. Have a Steph. good one. Thank you. I'll- thank
1: you. Thanks, friends. Bye. Bye bye. Bye.
3: Bye. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you to Kyle Lauder and Ariane Zucker for being our guests. If you like this podcast, please subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Be sure to pick up an issue on sale now and come back next week for another podcast.